Welcome to another edition of San Francisco Training Camp Live with Joe Shasky, the Butcher, and Bonte Hill here on the Odyssey app, exclusively on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. We are talking football with the red and gold, and we got to start with what everybody's talking about because we just got a report from training camp today that Trey Lance has once again done the unthinkable, throwing a 45-yard bomb to Travis Benjamin to get things cracking for the red and gold. Shafsky, the buzz is real. The hype is real. And since Monday, when we discussed Trey Lance and what we saw last Saturday, the buzz has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and the fire on the gasoline has just risen (laughs) with each day of practice because Trey Lance can do no wrong right now. Well, I mean, the guy is – and this – stories that I can remember in the history of the 49ers coming out of training camp not a not a game not an exhibition not even uh you know team practice against another squad training camp Bonte and this guy is turning heads of not just the beat writers not just the staff everyone everyone from Mm -hmm. players to executives to scouts that are out there to media members Mm -hmm. to the fans in attendance I mean, how can you not be impressed with this guy physically as a specimen, but then mentally and all the little things that have been coming out throughout the week, like him studying the iPad more than any other player right. on the 49ers. I mean, this is a dream come true. And this is what you look for when you move heaven and earth to get up to the number three spot to draft the eventual uh, franchise quarterback. I think in the weirdest way, even more than John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan had wildly dreamed about. Wow, there's no doubt about that. I mean, a guy who only had 300 and what, 80 plus completions at North Dakota mm-hmm. State. Um, you think about the games that he hasn't played or the days he's gone by without a game, 571 days without playing in an actual game. Now, the report says this may have been his worst practice. Troy Lance just ended practice with four straight incompletions. However, Lance and Garoppolo today at practice were both 7 and 12. Now, Trey Lance had a couple fumbles in their red zone on a zone read exchanges there. They've got to clean that up. And accuracy issues accuracy issues that we saw at training camp Saturday is that the ball was floating high. And that's something you noted right away. It's like the ball sells on him a little bit early on. He's got to keep that ball so, down and work on his touch. So maybe the Trey, hype, uh, the Trey Lance hype will die down a little bit today after a so-so practice, according to all the beat reporters who are down there in Santa Clara. One thing, and he's not in this guy's category, so let's just not yet play and do it. But one right. thing that I think all the great, strong legends, Brett Favre is a great example, they get a little high, a little in games, mm-hmm. and they will sail a couple. When you have a cannon and you rely on it from time to time, you are going to sail one um, either into a window that you think is open that maybe a guy with a lesser arm would never, ever even attempt to try or just because you're jacked up early in game. So I think most people have seen throughout the years, Mahomes and the Chiefs kind of start slow most times. And the reason no doubt. because I think he can be a little too amped up. And again, I go back to Favre because that was kind of the hallmark of his career. As he right. would get into rhythm, he would settle down and that ball would go from being two, three feet higher than what he wants right. to right where he needs to be. No, that's a great point there. Trey Lance, of course, 
And Shanahan's not calling it a quarterback competition. He's still <laughs> saying that it's Jimmy Garoppolo's the QB one. John Lynn said it yesterday in Canton, Ohio, as he uh, is going to get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. John Lynch, of course, is longtime safety with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos, and now the GM of the 49ers. Uh, he basically said, look, man, Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be our quarterback this season. Now, mm-hmm. how long can Jimmy G hold off Trey Lance? Time will tell, but another – Another development, real quick, as we pivot off of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo for a second, D. Ford has been practicing, and D. Ford, Shasky, has been looking good. He looks good. <laughs> well, <laughs> he looks good. I mean, Bonte, if you're going to say to me, hey, secondary looks a little shaky, like just looking at the roster, right? a little right. thin, a little unproven, my kickback to that would be, well, if they have an elite pass rush, that can offset whatever deficiencies you have on the back end of that secondary. And so they need this. They need this. When he's been on the field, and I've been tracking this and some of the advanced metrics, his pressure rate in the last three years when he's played for the 49ers has been better than anyone else in the NFL, meaning mm-hmm. he will get to the quarterback in the amount of snaps that he plays at a higher rate than anyone else out there. Now, the argument against that would be, well, you know, Aaron Donald's out there 90, 95% of the snaps, whereas D Ford's only out there 33% of the snaps. He better be more efficient in that small window, but you still got to go out there and do it. And we know right. that playing opposite side of Nick Bosa, they desperately need D Ford to be a very good player and a contributor. And it's not like they're asking him to be a three down defensive end or outside linebacker, depending on what the scheme is or wh- however you want to, you know, categorize it. They just need him to be wildly effective the few times that he's actually out there, almost like he's on a pitch count, like a specialist. So this is a big development, Bonte. They've sunk in a little doubt. D Ford, they trade a second round draft pick. That's a lot of draft. Need some ROI on D Ford. I need him. Nah, and we saw on that training camp last Saturday, Shasky, where he said, I need to get right. I need to get right. right. You know, let me get right, right. He said, let me get right, right. Not just getting right, but right, right. Which is like, mm-hmm. I need to go. I need to be a full go here. And that is a very positive development for the 49ers and D Ford, of course, as he's beating Michael McGlinchey around the edge, getting sacks in practice. Pretty damn good there. But let's go back over to Garoppolo for a second because we've all talked about Trey Lance. You think Trey Lance has made Jimmy Garoppolo step up his game? Is this the best version of Jimmy G we're going to see with him in a San Francisco uniform? I think uh, it is yet to be told yet. It is yet to be written, as we say in, in like movies like Back to the Future and Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Bonte, I don't know. I, I don't know what direction this is going to go for Jimmy Garoppolo. I was thoroughly unimpressed at the one practice that we went to, but that doesn't tell the body of work. I mean, anyone can go out and have a bad day. Anyone else can go out and have a bad day. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who plays with tremendous. And I think he plays with tremendous rhythm. And I think it's hard to simulate feel and rhythm in a stop-and-go practice setting. I think some guys are gamers. I might categorize mm-hmm. him in that particular um, bucket as a gamer, not necessarily as a guy who's going to wow you in shorts um, or, in this case, in pads at practice. So um, I hope, B, I hope, but let's be real. Like, <laughs> you got to show it. You know what I mean? Like, you right. got here. Um I don't know what it looks like. Like, what does the best version of Jimmy Garoppolo right now look like? I think he's diminished his athleticism over the years right. because of the knee, because of the ankle. Psychologically, I think he's just right. a uh, he- step hesitant. Um, the arm has always been kind of 
above average. I would say right. slightly above average, not the greatest. I think he's mm -hmm. an ex excellent, excellent touch passer. I think he can be a good rhythmic passer when he's on. I don't know what the best of Jimmy Garoppolo looks like. Be like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the best of Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a guy who's not throwing interceptions and being decisive in the pocket. If anything we saw last Saturday in the pocket is that he was patting the ball, holding on to it, holding mm -hmm. on to it, and it's like, just let it rip. What happened to the guy from 2017 when when he came to from New England and he mm -hmm. played in those five games and he just let it go? He let it fly. And it was like, okay, this is the guy you're going to give $137 million and a half million to. This guy right here, he's the franchise. Now, mm -hmm. of course, he tears his ACL in 2018 in week three of that season. But even in a Minnesota game where he did throw a pick six, he let it fly in that game. The great pass of Dante Pettis, the nice team route to George Kittle in which he dropped. That guy has been missing for a long, long time. Now, we've seen flashes of it in 2019 where they advanced to the Super Bowl, but you didn't see enough. So the guy, the best version of Jimmy, no interceptions, quick decision makings, and being decisive and throwing the ball with velocity. Now, George Kittle mentioned earlier this week, he said, hey, um, you know what? I'm seeing a more intense Jimmy Garoppolo because I think Jimmy Garoppolo's hearing the noise. And we saw notes that Jimmy Garoppolo is staying at the practice, running wind sprints, trying to throw the football deep. I do think Trey Lance is pushing this guy to be a bit better because Jimmy realizes he may never get an opportunity to start a football game in the NFL again. His first year, 2017, with the Niners, he scrambled and moved really well. And I don't mean scrambling like, you know, Lamar Jackson or anything like that. More right. like... <laughs> I'd say slightly lesser than someone like Dak Prescott who can move really well, right? But right. someone who could buy time behind the pocket and then throw the ball down the field because I don't consider mm -hmm. Dak a runner per se. Um, and I think that that guy, that confident dude, has shown a few flashes. The Washington game a couple years ago comes to mind where he ran for a first down and gave you that, that first down sign in the rain. And you see a little here and there. It sounds like he's been running a little more in practice. Not that that's what he's going to hang his hat on, but you got to have that in the bag. I mean, even right. Tom Brady would run for six yards and then slide every now and then, and that can give the team a jolt. So I box some of and as a guy who will break a tackle behind the line of scrimmage and fight for yardage because the fight that I saw in Jimmy Garoppolo Specifically in that storm in Washington, I mean, that's the best version of Jimmy the fighter, the quarterback. That's what I want to see out of him. I don't want to see happen. No, we, we saw that in New England last season. Remember early on in that game, he scrambles for a first down, and he gives you the first down sign. 2019 against Cincinnati, remember that? Where he ran for a first down, and it was like, oh, he's got the swagger back. And this came after he threw that pick where it was like five Cincinnati Bengals. They were fighting to be like, who, which one? Which one picks it off? I mean, it's like, Jimmy, what are you doing here? What are you doing? And he got his mind right. He did. He ran that play for the swagger. The swagger. That's what was missing. And that's another element. I think people, we talk about the sport in sports all the time. Yes, you got to complete passes. Yes, you got to have touch on the football. Yeah, you want to have velocity. You want to have great decision making. But the one thing Tom Brady, the one thing Aaron Rodgers, the one thing Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, when they walk into that huddle, mm -hmm. they have a presence and they have a swagger. And so far, we've seen that with Trey Lance, that swagger that Jimmy had when he came into New England uh, or came from New England. It was gone at part from parts last year because I think of all the things mentally that was going on. 
Am I going to get replaced? Does Shanahan love me? Where's my weapons at? Oh, our offensive line is beat up. All those elements come into play. The swagger and the presence has been missing for Jimmy Garoppolo, and he had that presence when he came into the lineup against Chicago. We always talk about it. He lines up to the line of scrimmage, play caught running down. He looks at a wide receiver. Hey, get over here. Hurry up. And he throws a dime for a first down. That guy, more importantly, I think has been missing. Shasky, that presence and that swagger that he used to have. There's no doubt about it, B. And I think it's really difficult as we peel this little onion back on Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think it's really difficult to be a leader when you're on the sidelines. I think it's yeah. really hard when you haven't played a lot and you can't be relied upon throughout the season when so much rests on your shoulders, right? I, I think that there becomes a sense of frustration amongst other players and you get this, hey, like we're out here doing it. How can you lead when you're never out here with us? You know, I think that that's a real, you know, thing that happens for Jimmy. And I think it's hard to be a leader, especially at the quarterback mm -hmm. position when you've missed 60% of the team's games in the yeah. three, four years that you've been here. Like, that's undeniable. So yeah. um, I would argue and counter, hey, the roster's changed over a lot over the years, and, you know, he should still be able to command of respect amongst his teammates. But there's no doubt about it. For Jimmy Garoppolo, I think more than so many other quarterbacks, like he truly needs his confidence to be able to whip the ball around because when he's reluctant, he's just right. not athletic enough to be able to yep. get away with it. And when he comes out on fire, when he comes out on fire early in these games, you see the confidence grow and grow and grow. One thing I did like about Jimmy, though, especially in 2019, when he did throw an interception, he usually bounced back well, and he bounced back in a big way here. But let's talk about the guys who are going to be protecting these quarterbacks. The big uglies up front is Keith Jackson, rest in peace, used to say. The big uglies, Trent Williams, who's not ugly, and he's a big boy, all right, playing at left tackle. I'm not going to disrespect focus. Trent Williams at all, Bonte. That's, I, yeah, I will no, say no. nothing he, negative. He, he's not a big ugly. That dude's just a big boy who's a mauler, all right? I don't need to be thrown into trash cans down in Santa Clara. The line up front with the additions of Alex Mack and your draft banks, the most focus on the offensive line that's been put on Mike McGlinchey. How is Mike McGlinchey going to bounce back from last season? Now, he's gained 25 pounds, right? You know, the, the offseason program had him eating every two to three hours. We do that anyway. You and I do that anyway. We mm -hmm. eat every two to three hours, but we don't work out like Mike McGlinchey. So that's why, you know, I'm a little chubby in the face here, Shasky. But Mike McGlinchey, who's going to enter a contract year, all right? He's entering a contract year, and he was awful last year. Let's just He was bad. He was bad at right tackle. What have you seen from him? What have you heard from him so far in training camp? Because I think he's a huge key to this offensive line being one of the best in football. If he's right and he's playing at a high level, this can be the best offensive line in pro football, but it's all contingent on what Mike McGlinchey does at right tackle. And so far, what we saw was not a guy who looked like the best right tackle on his football team. Yeah, physically, he looks to be a lot thicker than what he was last year, and that's a good sign. You know, with, with COVID and the pandemic and everything that was going on, it's really hard to people and blame them for what happened last year. God knows what individuals were going through during the quarantine, what their family life situation was, yep. what their own health situation was. Like we, we have no idea. So right. I'm just willing to give him a pass. I would say this, even if I included 2020 or excluded 2020, Mike McGlinchey's run with the 49ers has been a lot of good, a lot of bad, and a lot of mediocre, right? Like, would so you say underwhelming? Would you say underwhelming? 
Well, I would say this. He's played almost every snap for this team. That's hard to do. And when you're hurt, I think you leave yourself to open to be criticized. And when you play and you play enough, you're going to get beat because everybody gets right. beat. You leave yourself open to be criticized. So um, he hasn't been perfect. Underwhelming for the 10th overall pick. You know, I I think I That's would tough. want more. I would want more if I'm being told. I would want more, but it hasn't been a disaster and it hasn't been a bust situation. I just think he hasn't reached his sweet spot yet. And I think this might be the sweet spot. He's had a different person next to him at right guard every year, every four or five weeks, depending on the season. Um, I think there's been a different quarterback and signal caller who isn't the most athletic, isn't the greatest at the cadence at the line, whether it's Jimmy or the other three guys that have played the quarterback position um, when Jimmy's been out over the last couple of years. It's not all on Mike McGlinchey, though the one-on-ones live in, in you know video film eternity. But I and I actually think he's going to have a really good year. The camp reports Bonte destroyed. Then the very right. next day, it sounded like he had a great day. So I think we're right. getting a little bit of who Mike McGlinchey is: some good, and some mediocre. Yeah, no doubt. A lot lies on the line for his contract next season. He could get paid paid if he has a fantastic year he seems to want to be a 49er there's no doubt the loss of joe staley i think had an effect on him because him and joe staley were buddies and joe staley helped him raise his game i want to see that from trent and also alex mack i think alex mack will help out mike mcglinchey but speed rushers on the edge all right now you got speed and power rushers on the edge within this division he does struggle with the speed rushers we saw arden key hit him with a spin move and it was like whoa that's not good D Ford, I heard today in practice. D Ford went around the edge, got a sack against Mike McGlinchey. It does feel like speed rushers yeah. give Mike McGlinchey the most problems. So how do you fix that? Do you give him help all the time with the running back blocking in the backfield? Maybe a tight end, a chip, but that defensive end. How does Mike McGlinchey get better going up against these speed rushers that are now littered, littered across the NFL? I think these, some of these speed rushers are so damn good in the NFL right now. There's not a lot uh, teams can do to slow them down. I'm just being honest. Right. Look, Chandler yeah. Jones has led the NFL in sacks over the last four years. Led the NFL. He gives everyone fits, but specifically Mike McGlinchey. Um, and I think working against D Ford every single day can only help. You can only get so much more athletic, though. You can only get so uh, more more twitchy, if you will. I think he's a stiff, upright player. I think he'll be great in the run game in terms of mauling. I think at times he's going to struggle. Bonte, how many great right tackles are there in the league right now? Yeah, I can't. I can't name a lot because the trickle down effect of I'm college saying. football not having good offensive line I'm play saying. going into the NFL. There's not a good. There's not a lot of good and, right tackles. And that's not to dilute Mike McGlinchey. I think that's more right. an indictment on the position and how difficult it is to find someone there. How difficult mm -hmm. it is to convert a left tackle to that right side when they've been using the footwork and the and the hand gestures on one side and having to flip it over. I, here's the thing, Mike McGlinchey. If he has a good year turns this offense from really good to outstandingly great. Right. Like that's the right. way I'm looking at this. And I don't think if he struggles this year, that's a deal breaker for the rest of the offensive line or the offense. I right. just think if he can refine his game and minimize the mistakes of being a little too stiff and upright, the sky's the limits for this offensive line. No doubt. By the way, Kyle Shanahan just hit the podium as we're here on San Francisco training camp live. Find it on the Odyssey app, an exclusive Odyssey mm -hmm. production here with Joe Shasky, the Butcher, and Bonte Hill. Shanahan said on quarterback Trey Lance, he's going to play for us this year, but it will be in certain packages. But he will play 
at some point this year. All right, we got something there. We got something. That, but, he, he fed that to the Wolves just to get everybody off the trail for a couple of days. Yep, no doubt about it. So uh, we'll see about that. A lot of people running with that. Uh, there's certain writers saying, see, I told you, Trey Lentz is not going to start. He's going to get packages. Whatever, we'll see about that. Let's move <laughs> on to the defense, though. Let's move on to the defense. Because and, and actually, you know Wait, what? Before, before you get there, up, right, yeah. Before ahead. you get there, I want to go to Trey Sermon. It sounds like this okay. guy's been lighting it up in camp. Yo, the running straight. back position is going to be absolutely deep and stacked. Yeah. Mostert uh, looks fantastic. I think Willie Gallman was a sneaky underrated right. pickup. I like this running back room. Well, yeah, but we'll, let's dive into the running backs for a second here. I want to throw some hypotheticals at you, some trade proposals before we sign off here. But Trey Sermon. Remember when they made that pick? Oh yeah. What was it was it a fourth round pick, third round pick? I don't uh, even remember anymore. Fourth, I believe. Well, I want to say fourth. Maybe Evan Giddens, who's producing this, he could shoot us a text on when he was drafted. But when he did get drafted, remember I we texted each other. I said, I'm more excited about this pick than Trey Lance. I know what Trey Lance is going to bring to the table. I know what type of player Trey Lance will be one day. But Trey Sermon made me jump out of my seat. It made me jump off the couch and say, Oh, they got Trey Sermon because on everybody's wish list, we identify running backs, right? We look at running backs as coming up. Sure, we would all love Najee Harris. We would all love Najee. We knew he was going in the first round. But with Trey Sermon, and we saw what he did at Ohio State, after having some success at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it's like this guy would be perfect for Shanahan. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He runs his own read. He runs the RPLs. He does look the part. He looks physical. He looks fast. He looks fresh. One thing about the Shanahan's and Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan coach team, you never have to worry about running backs. He's always going to have that running back room looking good. Yeah, and obviously they always try to find guys. Matt Breida, even though he wasn't the greatest running back, he served his purpose as an undrafted free agent. They've gone the free agent route in terms of established NFL players and bringing them in. Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, it hasn't worked out for them. Uh, Raheem Mostert was a diamond in the rough. Who would have thought this special team's ace would turn into the guy with the most yards ever from scrimmage in an NFC Championship game? Um, They have a great multiplicity of styles. Jeff Wilson Jr. going down, it hurts. But Sermon looks like he's going to be a bowling ball. I think Michael Burner Turner, where he's got a little bit of physicality, Mm -hmm. a little bit of wiggle, and I think he has really outstanding hands. I love Willie Gallman as a third down back. I think he's way better than anyone has given him credit for. Could he be a poor man's version of what Brady uses Dion Lewis right. for? Absolutely. And then Raheem Mostert's your home run hitter in terms of every time he touches the ball, whether it be a smoke screen, a swing screen, an inside handoff, he could take it 85 yards. But as we learned last year, Raheem's not a 25 touches a game type right. of a guy. And I want him to be fresh when we go into the postseason like he was in 2019 when he really was a guy that came out of nowhere in the middle of the season. So I love where this room is at, Bonte. And I think is at also is if Trey gets to play, even if it's in certain packages, Kyle Shanahan, that gun run is going to open up massive, massive holes for some of these guys. And that's where Trey Sermon, I believe, coming out of Oklahoma, running that gun run and coming out of Ohio State, I think he's going to excel in those packages. So I'm glad they picked him because personnel-wise, he fits what Trey's looking to do. Well, Trey Sermon drafted in the third round, 88th overall out of Ohio State. Of course, Ted Wynn of The Athletic breaks down all the films, just tweeted out, bump Trey Sermon up in your fantasy rankings, got plenty of work with the first team, and Shanahan is very happy with this progress 
as a route runner and pass catcher. And if there's one knock on Raheem Mostert, he's not the best receiver out of the backfield. And also, no. Raheem Mostert's not a guy who's going to carry the ball 20 times a game. So I think Raheem Mostert has left the window open for a running back like a Trey Sermon to take some reps and take some snaps away. So as we talk about running backs, we'll talk quickly about the defense here, the and- development of D. Ford being on the defensive line and getting first-team reps. Everybody's talking about the secondary. So before we sign off, Shasky, we got about six minutes here on San Francisco Training Camp Live. Some hypothetical trades real quick. James Washington, not happy in Pittsburgh. Had over 700 yards receiving two years ago with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a second-round pick out of Oklahoma State. He wants out of Pittsburgh. Xavier Howard in Miami as a corner. Wants out of Miami, although the head coach of the Dolphins today, Brian Flores, said, we're not trading Howard. We're not trading him at all. He's one of the best quarters in football. What do you think about those two? If there was one guy to go after, Howard or Washington, because we talked a lot about the slot receiver, who would you be interested in trading for if there was one of those guys available? I think Washington is a more attainable asset because I think it costs significantly less in the financial significantly less. I don't know how realistic a Xavier Howard deal is, and I don't even know what the framework of that looks like. Is it second rounders, third rounders? Like, do, yep. do, do you have first to even give in the future? Eh, what are you going to get if you do move off of Jimmy? Could you get anything back and rotate, pivot, and flip that to Miami? I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know. Washington, guy drafted in the second round. Wide receivers are everywhere in the league right now. They're, they're actually diluted in terms of value. And I look at someone like him, and I think he can be acquired for significantly less. Is there a guy on my defensive line who I know I'm going to cut? Can I add that right. and stay traffic for Mm-hmm. that feels a little more attainable for me. And I clearly need a slot guy. Trent Sherfield apparently looking really good at practice right now. People are like on mm-hmm. that hype train. Washington is dynamic. They are. They are. He, he is. I mean, James Washington, he gets deep down the field. I know he's only 5'11", uh, 200 pounds, 215 pounds. That's one concern we had about the depth of the wide receiving room. This guy can get down the field. He can yeah. stretch the defense. I mean, like, if he's got some wiggle, man. I like James Washington now because the Dolphins will ask for a King's ransom, a King's ransom for Howard. So those are two trades I wanted to throw at you. I agree with you. When I saw that, I said, maybe a fifth-round pick, maybe a fourth-round pick. What can you really get for James Washington here to get him back, to get him in San Francisco and playing the Shanahan offense uh, for a second here, D Ford? Coming back, playing on the defensive line. You mentioned his numbers here. Nick Bosa really hasn't practiced yet uh, uh, for the 49ers here. Defensively, they are deep on the defensive line. We'll get more to that on Monday after the Niners have a weekend of practices. Shasky, I got, can't wait. Bosa thoughts. Yep, yep. Nick Bosa Ooh, thoughts Monday. on Monday. Trust me. All right, I like that. I like that. Plus, we'll have more Trey and more Jimmy G. Joe Shasky to Butcher. One week Good away. Jeez, One baby. week away, baby. One week away, August 14th at Levi Stadium for Joe Shasky to Butcher. Bonte Hill, that is it for San Francisco Training Camp Live, our third edition. Monday high noon, we'll be back for our fourth episode. Take care, everybody.